And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And this week we have with us Miss Olivia Bell. Hi. Say hi. Hi. So <laughs> Olivia is a basically like a singer songwriter, plays guitar, vocals. Mm-hmm. She's also involved in another band, which we'll talk about also. Mm-hmm. But thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. You made it down here. It's a little yeah. snowy today, so it's, a, yeah. it's you made it through everything. I'm a little worried about today, everybody making it, but you made it no problem. Yeah. <laughs> good, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Um, you, uh, where you, where you normally from? Akron area I, as well? Mm-hmm. So are you, you still from, still living in Akron? Yeah, I live in Cargo Falls. Oh, yeah. right by Akron. Yeah. Right near Akron. Mm-hmm. A little closer, actually, I believe, than Akron. Would you say? To or here, it, to yeah, Cleveland? Yeah, or is it farther? Um. They're really so it's much like, like one and the right, same. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, so, what gets you started in all this? What, what, how do you, how do you, what, what, what brings you to to start to learn how to become the person that you are now, as far as the music scene goes? Um, well, I definitely have to credit my entourage today. My dad, who's here. In the, oh yeah, Dave's here studio. with you too. He um, uh, really, his favorite thing to favorite story to tell is that my favorite, my excuse me, my first song that i've ever heard was um hard day's night on the way home from the hospital the beatles yeah and i am born on paul mccartney's birthday as well. oh so there's all kinds <laughs> of things going on so yeah. are you a huge beatles fan from oh would you yeah say? yeah yeah um i have a lot of and as the older as i get older i um appreciate the beatles in a way that i didn't when i was younger uh, i understand and i have a lot of you know, fond memories because that's music that I grew up with and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think that my, both of my parents, but my dad especially, um, really instilled that. Um, the whole music thing yes, in general? Yes, like a, 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 having a foundation for a music history. And that's what you say your foundation is, is the Beatles. Now, do you like, like when you talk about the Beatles, everybody knows you've got like different eras of the right. Beatles. Do you have one that, that like stands out as your favorite? I mean... As my favorite, well, my favorite album is Let It Be, but um, it's like, you know, you have, oh, I, I'm really into like early Beatles right, right just now, like, right, but just now like, I'm like into, you know, Oh, so you go through phases. Stuff. So yeah. you have a phase where today I wake up and I listen for a few days or whatever, yeah. and you'll just go through, you'll listen to this. Mm-hmm. So, but, but the Beatles in general, that's your favorite band, would you say? Um, I, they One of them, for sure, yeah. Yeah. So then what happens? So then you, you so that's, that's what gets you into music, mm-hmm. and- is, is, is that when you kind of figured out that you could sing? Was it was by singing some of these songs? And that's when people would hear you start singing these songs and they were like, oh my God, I'm a, is that, um, how does that start? Well, I kind of learned how to sing by imitating other people and other people that I liked, like pop stars or whatever. Like growing up, I was also really into like Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana, stuff like that. So right, right. I've kind of like tried to emulate how those people sang. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, I was really into... Um, musical theater and I thought I was going to be like the Broadway star of the world, but, um, I don't, I don't quite have that range. I don't, I don't think, (laughs) but, um, uh, yeah. So I just did a lot of like singing in the shower, singing in the car, that kind of thing. And, and, um, I always say I sing more of as a, um, mode to get my songs across, if that makes sense. So it's an instrument. Yeah. It's more of than than it is the words and everything that 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 usually you use you use your voice more as an instrument to try to like make the song, yeah. To add, what it adds to the song itself, yeah, like a tool. 
Right, I got you. I got you. So when you're when, when you're talking about like writing music, mm-hmm. um, does it like part of writing music is writing lyrics and all that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Do you start off more so knowing how to write poetry lyrics? How does how do you grow into the person? Like like mm-hmm. what is it? How does it all transpire? You know, like I'm I'm curious about that kind of stuff. You know, you start off usually you find out you have a, some kind of a vocal thing and a, mm-hmm. and and, a, and a, just an affiliation for music in general. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts usually. Then you want to then just at some point you want to learn how to play the guitar and at some point you want to do. How does it all go? How does how's your what's your story? How does it, what's the path that you go down? Well, I started to I taught myself in some ways how to play guitar because I wanted to write songs. So I didn't have really, it wasn't like I had formal training or anything like that. Yeah. But it it also isn't like I had like a notebook full of these poems or anything like that. I actually, um, yeah, no. Um, but once I kind of, and I remember it was really tough to learn the guitar. I, I remember, um, it was, a song by Panic at the Disco, actually, uh, from their album Pretty Odd. It's called Northern Downpour. It's also one of my favorite songs to this day. Um, and I really wanted to play that on guitar for some reason. So that was what really pushed me to do it. And then once I knew how to play guitar, at least a little bit, then I was like, okay, I'm ready to start writing some songs. And around that time, my uh, grandfather was really sick. So my the first song I ever wrote was a song about that and about how I saw him like struggling and stuff like that and how I knew that that wasn't this this is his life now but this wasn't always his life. So um, that song is called Easton and it's not out yet but it will be in the next year. Hopefully. Oh really? So yeah. you're still working on it, kind of like sort of? Yeah. Is it was that, is that one of them songs that's just always kind of like a something that you kind of like add to and work on and try to perfect, or is it just that? It just um, it didn't really fit on once more with feeling. Oh, I so see. I have a few, I, I have a um, a few like a handful of other songs that didn't quite fit on that project, but are, are still in that vein that I'm putting together something for, and that that's going to be on that. I see. I see. So, so the stuff that you have released is just some of the stuff that you actually have written. You have stuff mm-hmm. that's in the bank already oh, that yeah. you're just kind of sitting on. Now, do you get to, do you play out ever? Do you get out and play and stuff? Oh, yeah. You know, so when you do, you you bring out all these songs. Would that be safe to say? Even the ones that you're that you haven't released, those you'll play live. Yes. Yeah. You got to have stuff to play, right? I mean, you got to have songs to play, right? Yeah. Yeah. I play, um, especially if I'm playing a show solo. Then that's usually where I'll pull out. Like, I have some songs from this project that's going to be coming up, um, something called laughing place and another one called playgrounds, um, bruises. Um, those are some songs that the audience will hear soon, but you, unless you come to a show, you're not going to be able to hear it yet. Um, and the songs that I play with my band, those are all unreleased at this point. Okay. We'll talk about the band in a minute. I just, yeah. I still, but I want to kind of get back. I still want to talk about what will get you here. Like, mm-hmm. So you're, so you get, you get a guitar. How did you get the guitar? Did you buy a guitar on your own? Did dad get you a guitar? Cause you, is, is dad still like a part of the whole oh, yeah. reason why things are still going along here and he's encouraging you and mm-hmm. he's your biggest supporter type thing. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Um, when in our living room growing up, we had a, um, like a hook. To put the guitar on, kind yeah, of like, guitar, like a, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I learned to play on. Did you, was your dad into music? Did he was he was a musician himself? Oh yes, not you know. Yeah, uh, we gotta talk about that a little bit. If he, you'll be a, very um, 
please that we're gonna give uh he is he, he's in a band called kaleidoscope that's collide a scope c-o-l-l-i-d-e-a-s-c-o-p-e i got it um so what kind of music is that um like rock yeah um and it's kind of funny because when i go back and listen to his songs they're so like especially the earlier stuff when i was a lot younger they're so ingrained to like my like being yeah you know those songs were so well like, and it's so funny that nobody no, no offense but nobody else knows them and oh, i totally get that they're so like like i know like every line of it and yeah but does it ever influence you sometimes you're hearing your dad's music you think it's influenced you yourself as a songwriter a oh little yeah bit? absolutely and and you can check out kaleidoscope on streaming platforms <laughs> there's a song called um that my dad wrote called nothing at all and Beautiful. that's on their second album and I have such songwriter jealousy over that song. Really? Yeah. You always, is, so so th- would it be safe to say you don't think you've written your best song yet? It'd be um, pretty safe to say that you, you're still, there's still oh, yeah, absolutely. better songs coming out of you in the future. You still got a lot. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Always room for improvement. So you learn how to play guitar. You say, you know, you say you learn how to play guitar just by picking up a guitar and hearing a song and, and, mm-hmm figuring it out now did you have any help from dad or did anybody help you learn some chords or how do you, i mean so you did so you yeah. did get you did get a little bit of help just a little nudge in here yeah and, there, and then from there you were able to pick up the rest of it yeah okay i get that that's and, it um i i have like i'm lucky enough to come from like a long line of musicians, musicians oh. and some of my my um favorite memories are on my mom's side my mom played guitar growing up well well i never really saw her play guitar but she did play guitar before i was born and um on her side of the family for holidays and stuff we we have some really talented people in our family um and my cousin is um his name's Khalid tabara and he was in a band from youngstown called the zoo for a really long time now he's actually out in la making a lot oh um but yeah, he's a big influence on me as well. We actually cover um, the zoo song "Sleazy" a lot. So, so you guys, so you have like people who are actually in the music business making a career out of this, who are supporting you, and that and you thrive like that. That helps you want to do this thing, yeah. probably right. That gives yeah. you a lot of motivation. Yeah, and they've given me a lot of. It's he and his wife. They they have a project called Money Cat. And they've given me a lot of tips and things on like how to promote myself and do this, don't stuff. do this type stuff. Yeah, well, that's really good. That's handy stuff to have, right? Yeah, not everybody has that kind of thing. And I know that's nice. But you also have the the pedigree, though. You're saying that you actually have the the genes that come from well, you know. all this musical background and everything. Yeah. So that so that from so basically, it's safe to say from a very small person, you were constantly being exposed to music constantly. Yeah. Even Absolutely. if you didn't, even if you didn't recognize what you were being yeah. exposed to, so it's kind of like turned you into the person that you are now. Mm-hmm. So as a writer, okay, how often do you? decide to pick up something and, and start writing something how what, does that does this happen a lot or is this like a moment that it's um it's usually at this point now i will have something that i'm gonna write about like um my one of my songs that we play with the band it's called freddie prince jr and um i really liked the idea of having like an actor's name as the song and I was watching a lot of like I was going through a phase where I had 
just inherited this VCR. And so I went to Goodwill and I bought like all these VHS tapes and I was watching a lot of like movies like that from that era of like Breakfast Club, like all that kind of stuff. And then um, like 10 Things I Hate About You, Bring It On, like all those 90s rom-coms. And She's All That was one of them. And I was like, oh, like Freddie Prince Jr., that would be a great name for a song. And then um, that song just kind of like, bleh, like it came out of nowhere. And to this day, I, I still don't know where that, that song came from, but... <laughs> Um, like that was an example of when I've sat down and been like, okay, I'm going to write this song. Uh, it doesn't always happen like that. Um, there have been times when like I'm going through like a breakup or something like that, where it's like, okay, I'm going to write a song about this. But usually a lot of my writing is, um, stream of consciousness, consciousness type of things. Um, so I'll keep, now I do keep a notebook of just like little random things or ideas and things like that. So, um, so is that what you do though? Do you write around an idea? So do, I mean, basically something pops into your head and you're like, Oh, that would make a great song. And mm-hmm. then, so now you have the idea formed. So now you yes. just kind of like build off of that. Yeah. And then I kind of, I can go through my notebook and I'll have like, Oh, this would work with that. And Oh, that rhymes. And yeah. So do you ever just doodle with the guitar though? Noodle along with the guitar and, and, um, just come up with like, Oh my God, that's a cool, riff i came up with there that's a cool chord or that's a mm-hmm. cool structure can i build off of that does sometimes the music start off the thing and then or is it always basically an idea and a lyric and a that more of that the melody of the song the lyrics is that how you usually start it off occasionally i'll start backwards but usually yeah it's it starts with the concept and the um lyrics kind so, of drive the song so you're a pretty young girl so you're you're you know your high school was just in your rearview mirror, really, it's it, it still is. I mean, you're not really. It was. Were you were you doing a lot of this stuff through high school and everything too? Like, I mean, was, so you were playing and stuff. Were you a pretty popular girl in high school because of this? Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> I, no, um, I I just kind of dur- those years were um, kind of my time to. A lot of my back catalog comes from those years, like Easton that I was telling you about earlier, and um, a, a bulk of the songs that. I play with the band. Also, pretty much everything on Once More With Feeling came from, like, that time. Um, So I just, I wrote a lot. I was very shy, very introverted um, during high school. But I did play coffee shops occasionally. So I would do Nervous Dog and Stowe. And I played... Musica once, and what? what okay, so you're mm-hmm. you're real shy in school, mm-hmm. but eventually you have to break this shyness, or you can't do what you're doing mm-hmm. now, right? Eventually, something happens to you where you're like, you know what? This isn't as bad as I thought. I'm not, you know, I don't need to be so introverted. I can mm-hmm. express myself, and it's okay. What, yeah. how, how does that happen to you? What 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 happens? I think doing those coffee shop shows and stuff like that really helped a lot. Build confidence. Yeah, I was actually. For a very, very short period of time, I was in a band in high school called um, Autumn Bound, and I was the bass player. Really? I do not know how to play bass, so (laughs) if you gave me a bass guitar today, it wouldn't be a pretty sight. But um, yeah, so I I guess I tried, but I was really, really like painfully shy back then. I don't know if it's um, just getting older and 
you know. experiencing more things and realizing that there's just not yeah. as much to worry about as you thought maybe at one point. Yeah. So so when you uh, when you play these coffee shops, mm-hmm. do you still do stuff like that now? Are you still are you still involved in going to those those kind of gigs too? I mean, is that what you're doing? Is it more of a low low key type thing, or where um, where, where where do you play? What usually when you play out? I I haven't done a coffee shop in a long time. I would I actually would really like to get back to doing that. Um, it usually at this point for the past two years I've been playing with the band consistently. So it's. So when you get out, it's more with the band it's, than solo. Yeah. Okay. So if they can't make it or something like that, then I'll go ahead and do solo. Or if it's um more of a acoustic geared setting or show, then I'll do solo. But my solo appearances are becoming more few and far between as the band progresses. Is it a fun thing? Is, it, is that what it is for you? Is it, is it more so like you're having more fun with the band, so it kind of has been taking more precedence because yeah. it's just more fun for you to do it's it with more people? Yeah, a lot more fun to have. And, and it gets the crowd more engaged, too, because it's more exciting music, I guess. Because when I play acoustic, it's just kind of like it, it can get sad. So. <laughs> so so at some point you form this band, okay? And, and although you're Olivia Bell, mm-hmm. when you name this band, it's called Olivia and the bells. Correct. How do you get the other members to agree to that? <laughs> it's funny because I've I've given them. Well, I started out working with um, a young man. His name's Jude Lewis. Shout out Jude. Um, he was our drummer for a while, but um, I met him through a mutual friend, and he had a a bunch of this equipment, like recording equipment and stuff. So he was like, "Hey." Um, you should come over. Like I can help you record like a demo or whatever. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And I showed him Freddie Prince Jr. Actually. And he was like, you know, my friend Brandon plays bass and he would sound really awesome on this. So then he brought Brandon in. So it was the three of us for a long time. And then, um, they have a friend named Jack who's really talented guitarist. And I was like, Hey, why don't we, why don't we get Jack in here? So Jack joined the band. Um, but the name, I I was going by Olivia Bell, Olivia Bell, and then I one day I was like, wouldn't it be kind of funny if, you know, we played this show that we have coming up, um, if we bill it as Olivia and the Bell, since you guys are here. And they were like, oh, we love that idea. That's so, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay. And I've given them opportunities, like, do you guys want to change the name? Like, yeah. we can. And they're like, no, we love the name. I'm like, okay. That's great, though. Yeah, it's good for me. I love you know. And and the band the band operates basically where you're still writing the music too, mm-hmm. or or yeah. does everybody get any? You write everything. I write the bulk of the music. I guess the the bones of the music. You know, like the. So lyrics. you come in with all the ideas, and then and then they can kind of build on it if they if they have something to offer. Yeah, but I I really for a while I was like I I don't want to I don't want a band I just want a backing band, but now I mean. Um, Jack and Brandon are so talented that I really am like, I want them to have the freedom to do whatever they want to do with. Do you feel like it's a waste if you don't, if you don't let them add something because of their, out their talent? Oh, they're, yeah, they're both very talented and, um, they're, they're good. Like they, they have good ideas. So, um, I definitely try to try to leave the, the floor open for like things like that. So would you say it's safe to say that you're basically just evolving through this entire thing as you work your way through all this and learning as you're learning 
because this is so much to learn. There's just never ends as far as music goes. And you start off, you know, oh, I play guitar. I like the mm-hmm. Beatles. I like this. But as you're meeting people and as you're moving through this thing, you're like, you know what? I like that, but this is actually, I like this even more. And it's mm-hmm. taking you into some directions maybe you didn't even know you was going to go into. Would that be safe to say? Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. So that being said, the future of you, do you see more so with the band? Is that is that what you, is that was your focus? You know, like when you're thinking about music right now, is it the band? Um, I, yes, but I still am always doing stuff that I'm like, oh, I don't know if the band would, you know, I'm still always. Um, is this right for the band? Yes. Well, and I can tell you're like that because you were just talking about that one song and you were like, it wasn't right for this album. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're going, if you're thinking that much into something where you're like, well, these songs all have kind of a, this common thing, mm-hmm. this one's kind of like, which one doesn't fit type thing. Yeah. Right? And so, um, you, you, when you even recognize that you go that you really look deep into what you're doing here. And oh so, yeah. Right. Would that be safe mm-hmm. to say? Are you the same thing when you're writing your music too? Are you somebody that you write the music, you write the song, and then you just nitpick the hell out of it, and it's kind of you're always like, ah. And then at some point, you just got to be like, all right, that's it, it's done. Yeah. Is that how you write? Oh like, yeah. Like you would still keep going if you could, but you, at some point, you just got to call it a day. Yeah. Are you that person? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a perfectionist, right? Yeah. Basically, have you always been that way? Are you like the way with everything else too? I mean, is that is that how you are in general? Would you say, or just in music? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I haven't thought about that that much. No, I. Are you spending all your time thinking about music? You don't think about anything else. Is that, would you, <laughs> is that is that safe to say though? Are you somebody that really like music is just like so consuming? I mean, is it all consuming? Um, yes and no. I mean, I listen to music every day, but I I have I do have other interests. And yeah, stuff okay, like that. all right, I get it. I have, if you don't mind. I, I do have a true crime podcast that me and my boyfriend do. So. Oh, well, so, go ahead. Do you want to talk about it? What's it called? It's called Clandestine. Um, and it's, yeah, it's like true crime, ghost, stuff like that. So. Okay. Yeah. We okay. just finished up our first season in the spring, but we're going to start it back up again. They can, they can so. reach that where you, wherever you get your podcast type That's thing? Right, yeah. Okay. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break real quick. When we come back, we'll be talking a little bit more with Olivia. You're listening to Level Up Cleveland. What's going on, Level Up listeners? Signal Flow Studios is a Cleveland recording studio founded in 2013, located in the steel yard just down the hall from Brian and Pat at Level Up Cleveland. At Signal Flow, we pride ourselves in offering top quality audio and a great recording experience to artists here in town and from across the country. But what makes us unique at Signal Flow is our undivided attention to the people who keep us going. That's you, the artists. So come on in and let us make your music our top priority. You can book online at www.signalflowstudio.com or give us a call at 216-920-2075. We'll see you soon. And we are back, everybody, with Olivia Bell. And Olivia, what I want to talk about a little bit now um, is basically the band and mm-hmm. that and that uh, you know aspect of things because I think that's kind of like sounds like that's really where you're you're headed as you're going mm-hmm. in the, more in that direction. So first thing I'd like to do is I'd like to find out who some of the people are in the band. Who are the people that are in your band? What's their names and tell me a little bit about them. Okay, we've got. Uh, Brandon Kaiser, he's on the bass. He's a monster on the bass. He's so good. Um, and then Jack Curvin plays lead guitar. Um, and we are introducing soon my my beloved, my boyfriend. He's going to be our drummer. Oh. Um, his name's Gabe Mariola. 
Oh, okay. So, so you don't have a drummer? Are you saying yet? Have you, have you not had a drummer to this point? No, we. Uh, well, we were working. Jude was our drummer for oh, a while. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, but he had some other things going on. So, um, so just a small disruption because the boyfriend's going to come in and, and yeah. pick up the sticks. Yeah, and Gabe, he's he's really talented on the drums, but the only problem we were running into was he doesn't have a kit, so. Yes, to get oh, one. <laughs> that does. Well, that could be that can cause a real problem. Yeah, for the band. So we have a place to practice. We have equipment, but we just got to get that kit. And you know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but the holidays are coming up. So you know, once, you're allowed to say it. Well, I don't, I don't know, like <laughs> when it, whenever it comes out. But um, uh, oh, you yeah. know, we're waiting until after the holidays and everything. So in the new year, we're going to get to practicing and start playing out full band. Really? So yeah. So are you guys writing songs then? With drums in, how do, how do you guys, how do you guys, are you, so are you doing anything right now as far as the band goes then, or is it just on hiatus until the drum thing is, is settled? Well, we have been doing, um, we call it like an unplugged thing, like oh, MTV Unplugged, sure. um, where it's just the three of us, and we performed in Highland Square in Akron for, it was something in connection with Porch Rocker, um, it was called the holiday stroll. We did that, the three of us. Um, and then I think we have a show coming up in February that we're going to have to do the same thing. Cause I don't think Gabe will be ready to play the drums, but, um, yeah, so we do that. Um, and again, we're kind of waiting until after the new year to get back into like the meat and potatoes of writing and everything. So right. Well, in the past few weeks, we've been working on retooling the songs a little bit to work without drums um but other than that yeah so, i think i rambled <laughs> no 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 you didn't at all so so what, what you're what I, i'm asking about is you're the writer the main writer as we've established mm -hmm. that and you you know you've up until a certain point you were writing for yourself you were writing songs that you mm -hmm. could play on guitar and stuff so now you're writing for a band right it's like mm -hmm. it's a different thing right because you have more things at your disposal to to kind of like create these sounds yeah that'd be safe to say right so does that change how you think about when you're writing things now? I mean, do you have to think about the bass part now has, a, you know, you have a bass part, you have a drum part, and you have a, a, a lead guitar player now mm -hmm. and stuff. Does it change the way you think about how you write these songs for these? Or, or, or are you basically the same writer and these people just kind of like add to it? Yeah, it's interesting because it really doesn't affect how I write, how I, you know, I just kind of go wherever the song takes me. And then at the end of it, if I'm like, oh, you know, I think this would really be great full band or, you know, I'm going to keep this to myself, um, you know, then I kind of do that. But I don't ever think about... Them? As yeah. far as writing goes? Yeah. yeah, I really leave that up to them. Do, do you ever... Get have you ever started writing a song and then realized this was just garbage and be like, okay, the, I'm not, I'm done with this. Oh, absolutely. Done. Does oh, yeah. that happen a, a, more often than um, you care to admit? <laughs> I honestly... No, but, and I don't. I don't mean to say that like no because no. I'm perfect. But no, 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 um, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I just I start out with I have like a million like pieces half of finished songs. Yeah. yeah, so I guess I kind of just keep that to the side, and you know, if it's not worth working on, then I just don't work on it. So do you, do you pull these up though? So every once in a while, I'll pull an old one yeah. up that you're halfway into or whatever. And oh yeah, work on them. Mm -hmm. Is this, is this something you do every day? Would you say would you say you spend a certain amount of time every day working on your music? Um, 
Not necessarily. I try not to force it because that's where you get like, because if you're forcing it, then you're going to come out with crap and then you're going to feel bad about yourself. So I try to um, only kind of work whenever the inspiration strikes, but I'm always keeping my eye out of like, oh, that's an interesting thing that that person said, or, oh, this would be a good idea. So let me write that down. I have a list on my phone in my notepad that's like, a mile long of little just like two words you know so i'm always kind of thinking about it but i'm not necessarily like sitting down and writing every day i, I have I, I, real quick i have a question i kind of want to go back a little bit you said you said you were influenced not so much but when you were younger the, the miley cyrus <laughs> hannah montana thing you yeah were, and you know my daughters are about your age too so they were big you know hugely into mm-hmm. that them shows how, how much do you think like when those shows that existed at that time how much do you think they play in influencing kids today to be musicians like how how do you think they're having the hannah montana thing do you think a lot of kids took that route because of of that show do you think that show had that kind of influence on kids i don't know i guess i couldn't really speak for anybody else except for myself and even though i did was into all that stuff i also had my dad in the corner being sure like making sure that I'm listening to real music or, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> was that how it was, though? Like, like, because um, I, like I said, I have two daughters, too. And mm-hmm. for me, it was always like, I would, I actually, I, I swear, they'll, 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 they'll vouch for this. I would quiz them. I would, I would, we'd be driving around in the car and songs come on. I'd be like, who's this? You better know. You got to <laughs> know these things, you know, like, that's Rush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know Rush. And then what ended up happening, the same thing kind of with you is my daughter's, my one daughter learned how to play an instrument, and then mm-hmm. they. My one daughter's favorite band is Rush. Mm-hmm. And the other one loves, you know, like Black Sabbath and all these types of things. But it had to be that way. As yeah. as being my kids, it was like, I, you can't listen to that. Mm-hmm. Well, and <laughs> and yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it really came in handy when I started to decide to write music because, and, and people ask me like, oh, like how do you know how to write? you know, a song or whatever. And I just, I already had that information. Like I didn't yeah, even right. have to like think about, Oh, how do I construct a song? Because that's one of the things that uh, having a songwriter for a, a father. Do you have a, me. do you have a, a, a set blueprint in your head of a song though? I mean, you know, there's yeah. so many different ways songs can be written, but is there, is there a kind of a standard thing that you kind of like stay with that is there? Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely do. And I, I try to, I try to subvert that as much as I can, but I definitely stick to it. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's comfortable. Is that what yeah. you'd say it is? Now that, that's another thing I, I, I want to touch on. Now the thing about you is that you 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 are able to kind of stay in your own box and and, 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 and you're, you kind of stay in a comfortable place, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're writing music that's comfortable to you and stuff. Do you ever just feel like you need to be pushed a little bit somewhere? Did did it ever come across to you that that, that you're that because let me just put it to you like this. We have a lot of, we have a lot of musicians on here, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're doing kind of what you've done for so long. And then all of a sudden they get involved in a project where they gotta go outside of that box. They gotta learn somebody else's part or they gotta learn something else. And now they have to better themselves, mm-hmm. basically. They have to improve themselves to in order to play this stuff because before they were kind of staying inside that box. Yeah. Does, does that make sense what I'm saying? Yes. So you're kind of in that box, right? I mean, like, you don't really have to go outside of that box. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you need a push? 
Does that make sense? Does that, am I making any sense? I think I'm going to give you an answer. I don't know if it's the okay, answer okay. you're necessarily looking for, but I think it's a good answer. Um, for so long, I've played, I've sang and played guitar. So when I have the full band behind me and I don't have a guitar, it um, it can get, like, I don't necessarily get, like, nervous going on stage, but that's when it can get nerve wracking. Cause it's like, Oh, am you, I, you, you where like do I put my hands? Like, you know, like it's weird. Like the blankie type thing, right? Yeah. Like you, like you just feel like it's like, it's like, it's so used to being there yeah. that all of a sudden it's not there and you just kind of feel awkward. Yeah. That, that's and there's that, that pressure of like, um, it's, it's nice because I get that like alleviated pressure of playing the guitar and not, you know, I don't have to worry about messing up playing and i can just focus on singing so that's nice but then it's this new pressure of oh i have to like actually there's a stage presence now right yeah, yeah right you gotta do it so are you working on that i mean is that something uh -huh. you've been thinking about more so now that you're kind of moving into that direction oh yeah is this something that you're you start watching other people how mm -hmm. what they're doing and you're like oh I, you know is that would that be safe to yeah and a big influence on on me in general um songwriting but especially in stage pres presence as well is this um artist named samia she has a very um, uh, unique like stage presence, and I really try to um, like not necessarily like copy, but like emulate her kind of vibe as much as I can. Well, I mean, you said earlier that you were kind of like getting involved in the Broadway type of thing too. So uh -huh. that means that you probably have some dance steps that you were able to do too. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> is, it, is it safe to say that you were doing some dancing? I did dance growing up. Yeah, I did ballet as a little baby and then as i got a little bit older i did tap for two years i did jazz for one and not to brag but i am certified in chiquetti one ballet but that was all of this was about 15 years ago yeah so. but still this but i would think that this all kind of this because kind of stuff that could benefit you in what you're trying to improve mm -hmm. with on stage you have this fluent type Mm -hmm. movement about you and stuff that you've learned yeah so i mean is that is that helping you or would you say that the fact that you did all that is that kind of helping you transition yeah. yeah and and i do um like I, i've been when i was younger i was in plays uh i've been auditioning a lot for plays recently i just oh, you still, you still you have been yeah i just did a christmas show and i did something back in october um so if you want me for your play, let me know. Um, <laughs> are you singing in these plays mostly? Are these like um, musicals? Not or? so far. Not oh, so, so far. these are just all acting type plays. So yeah. So you're you have an acting thing that you're also. I mean, it's not just music; it's also acting. Well, yeah. I, I always say that the music is my day job, but this is just something I do for fun. <laughs> but you know, in reality, they're both. They're both just for yeah. right now until yeah. something else happens, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Do, what's your plan for that? Do you have one? Are you just are you just one of those artists that's just out there, I'm just going to make music and whatever happens, happens? Is that basically the plan? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I guess I, I don't know what the, the saying is, but if you don't have like your expectations too high, you can't be disappointed. So I, I don't. Um, kind of temper everything down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I love it and I, I do it, but it's just. For fun, and if you know, I were to, to blow up overnight, like absolutely, I would love that. Right, but that's the ultimate, yeah, dream or whatever you want to look at it. But basically, you're just doing it for the love of the music, basically yeah. yourself. Yeah. Do you do you ever uh, like as far as like video goes and getting yourself out there as far as the image of you goes more mm -hmm. and stuff like that? Because I think that you know, like today's world, that's that's just as important as the song almost mm -hmm. is people getting to see you and stuff like that. 
Are you guys talking more about along those lines also of being more visual, getting some more visuals out there? What about doing like a music video? That oh, kind of thing. We're absolutely, well, um, so my kind of timeline, and I'm going to circle back to what you said, but the, my kind of timeline for this next year is I have a solo EP, kind of a continuation of Once More With Feeling that I'm going to just kind of put together in my own time. And, um, you know, do that. And meanwhile, keep playing out with the band and we're hoping to record an EP or an album, ideally an album, um, by the end of the summer, get that out. Um, so once the band, you know, things start moving, we get a single going and everything we, we want to, um, we have some people that are kind of on the back burner that we want to work with. So, um, yeah, we have that. And then I have, um, I don't know if you saw, but I have two, three music videos out already. Um, but those are just, you know. You performing, basically. Fun right? little things. Well, I mean, we have a music video for Pretty Freddie Prince Jr. Um, it was just me and my cousin. We recorded it in my apartment. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's kind of fun. The recording quality isn't amazing, which is why it's not on Spotify anymore. But... Oh. Um, if you still want to hear it, it is on YouTube. It's we have the the um, music video, but um, then I did with her as well. Her name's Sarah Manier. Um, we did a video for emotional support animal as well. Um, so I want to touch now. You just brought up this this your, your, what you'll be working on everything and once more with feelings. What that was that was an EP that you put out. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit mm -hmm. because I want I want to get into the music now. Yeah. We, we've 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 learned who you are. Let's talk about yeah what, enough what, about me. Yeah, let's talk about what you do mm -hmm. because that's really that's why you're here to begin with. Um, so what was that? One of the first things you did was put this EP out, or did you put singles out before you put that? Because you put some singles out also. We'll get into that also. But mm -hmm. was this one of the first things that you had done? I did. Um I put out this song called Punch Drunk Love and I kind of figured out what GarageBand was and kind of how to work it. So I um, just did it and then I put this song out there. It's not the best recording quality. I cannot figure out how to get it off of Spotify. So it's just stuck <laughs> there. Um, but I mean, some people like it. So I guess that's fine. I did a new updated version of it on Once More With Feeling. Um, but everything on once more with feeling, I, I recorded and produced everything myself on that with the exception of the piano. I did have somebody do that, but, um, uh, so I, you recorded it and everything mixed it yourself, everything I didn't, I had somebody, um, mix and master it for it okay, for okay. me, but I did all the recording, you like captured all the, everything, huh? yeah, all wow. the, the strings and everything like that. I, I programmed in there. And and so, all your music's on Spotify, or is it? Does it? Do you have it all like spread out everywhere? Do you have like an Amazon, or do you sell any of your music, or is it all just on streaming? I have a SoundCloud. It's SoundCloud.com/slash Olivia Really, I believe, is the URL. Um, and I have sometimes, I haven't in a long time, but periodically I'll post like covers or demos or whatever just for fun on there. But not a lot of people know about that. Really? Yeah. So so. So you you'll put demos up and stuff that you do you will you put stuff out like before it's done? Occasionally on do that, you really on that little SoundCloud yeah, but a lot of not a lot of people know about it. Yeah, so it's like it, you'll do it and it's like just a few people even find out and then do you yeah. take it back down eventually or do you leave it? Um, no, I think 
there's stuff on there from like 2013, I think. So why do you do that? I'm, I, just, curious. I'm just curious. Why, why, like, if you're working on a song, why put it out before it's done? Well, it's more of like I think I have some songs on there. I haven't even been on that SoundCloud in so long, but there are um, some songs on there that I just did, you know, one take on my voice notes that I'm gonna, you know, give to the band that I kind of want to, you know, put out my version a little bit just for fun. Yeah. I, I don't really have a good answer, but I have, um, <laughs> excuse me, like I have some uh, covers that I have on, on there. Like I said, I think the oldest one is, it's either 2013 or 15 is on there, but um, they're, I mean, they're not good, like they're bad, but I, I like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I like that they're up there. For I didn't hear any bad stuff I listened to, oh, really. Oh, thank you. I didn't. Um, but, I mean, like I did a cover of, um, uh, I can't even remember. But um, I like that they're up there because it's like, it can show my growth. And, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So you're kind of like telling your story through these songs. You're like saying, this is kind of like my progression through everything that I'm doing. It's mm -hmm. right here for you. I just, I'm not telling you. You have to figure it out through listening to this. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll like drop little things here and there, but yeah, a lot of people don't know about that. And the last thing that you put out was Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Now that's solo. Yes. And tell me a little bit about that, Jimmy. I wasn't actually I mean, going to release that song. It was um, my grandma just this past summer turned 90. So it was a song that I had written for her around the time that my grandfather passed away but I never really showed it to her or finished it. And she had this milestone birthday. So I finished the song and I, I made a little video to go along with it with home videos and stuff. You can watch that on YouTube if you want. Um, so it was like my gift to her. I, di I didn't do a, a lot of, per um, what am I trying to say? Promotion on it. Um, because of that, I wasn't it wasn't even going to be an actual right. release, but it's more of a personal thing. Yeah. But I, I mean, I had it done and I'm proud of it. So, so you started with it. grandpa mm -hmm. and the last thing you've done is grandma, right? Yeah. Would that be safe to say? Yeah. We would tell you the, your mm -hmm. whole story. That's really where, where you're at right now. Yeah. Excellent. So we got to start watching out for Olivia and the bells because mm -hmm. that's really what's going to be, that's what you're going to be doing. Yeah. And we're going to, um, if, if you don't mind me saying we are going to, once we get, some full band recordings out. I'm going to be launching a separate Spotify page for all that. And uh, I'll be launching a website soon. Cause I know it is confusing cause it's Olivia Bell, Olivia and the bells. Well, you if know, you, and if you have a website, you could actually split it on that one website too. You could actually have two different things and yeah. not be as confusing, I guess. Yeah. But, but still, I mean, it's still you, right? It's all you. Yeah. Either way, mm -hmm. you and the, you and your friends with the other one, and, and it sounds like that's going to be good. You got you got. It sounds like you got good musicians. Mm -hmm. As long as, as long as you and the the, the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks for coming down. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a very very pleasant morning. Real quick, I do want to say real quick. We got a minute. I want to talk about your dad real quick. Oh yeah. He said he said he was. We were just talking about him at uh, the break. Kaleidoscope. Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be a, a cover album coming out pretty soon, right? Yes, in so the spring. Yeah, watch out in the spring. So watch out for that. And I'm I'm featured on the cover of Feel a Whole Lot Better. That's right. She gets a, she's on one of the songs, and that's Kaleidoscope. Three words. Collide. No, it's one word. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, they just you, you, you put the whole thing together. Like yeah. That. 
Okay, uh, I got it. So it's one word. Yeah. Don't listen to me. But with a C, collide a scope. I got yeah. it. All right, that's it for us. Thank you so much, Brian. Not a problem. Thanks for coming down. We'll see you guys next week. This has been Level Up Cleveland. There's a new episode every week. You can catch every episode of Level Up Cleveland on YouTube. Available now on all streaming services. Till next week, rock on. I'm in a bag.